Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Monday, December 4th, 2023, three weeks from Christmas. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I am your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Darren Mott. Needless to say, the cyber matters continued unabated over the weekend. So we've got quite a few things to talk about. A couple of these articles, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on uh, hardly any. I'm just going to make a quick comment on it. But the links are all in the show notes. If you want to go back and review them, some of them require lengthy review. Um, they're longer reads. So I suggest you go see them if it's of interest to you. But let's get right into it. Darkreading.com. This is Nathan Eddy reporting. Critical logo fail bugs offer secure boot bypass for millions of PCs. So if you're a PC owner, likely this affects you. Hundreds of consumer and enterprise grade x86 and ARM models from various vendors, including Intel, Acer, and Lenovo, are potentially vulnerable to boot kits and takeover. This is where the hard the malware gets into your firmware and causes a whole host of different issues. So this has Researchers have uncovered logo fail, a set of critical vulnerabilities present in the unified extensible firmware interface ecosystem or PCs. Exploitation of the vulnerabilities nullify essential endpoint security measures and provide attackers with deep control over affected systems. Now, there's a lot more to this article. You can certainly go look at it, like I said, but with all the news I have to talk about, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. It talks about hijacking the boot process with this particular vulnerability. The good thing is it does recommend that if you stay on top of your firmware upgrade, this will pretty much resolve itself. Um, for its part, Phoenix Technologies, one of the potential victims here, published an early security notification this week um, and said that the bug is present in all versions lower than 1.0.5 of its secure core technology for. Chances are there's a lot of these vendors that have their firmware is impacted by this. Um, and so uh, it does say to minimize the firmware risk in general, users should stay updated with manufacturer advisors and promptly apply firmware updates as they often address critical security flaws. This is obviously an area that bad guys are looking to exploit because this is not something that we generally update with regular pace. Um, but we should be, and you should be. So tell your folks, tell anybody who has a PC, update your firmware, make sure it's at least updated enough to limit this particular risk. Cybernews.com. Bilius Petkowskis reporting Roboblox Twitch allegedly targeted by the ransomware cartel. Um, so Roboblox and Twitch data allegedly got into the hands of Alpha V and Black Cat ransomware cartel after attackers supposedly breached an accounting software provider called Topalti. Alpha V ransomware posted Topalti, a Canadian-based accounting software fintech, on its dark web blog used to showcase the gang's latest victims. Somewhat unusually, the Alpha the um, immediately resorted to extorting the victim's clients. The move likely meant to encourage ransomware negotiation. Cyber crooks claim they breached Topalti in early September and managed to remain undetected for months, allegedly exfiltrating over 265 gigabytes of sensitive company data, including information on its employees and customers. Rather, um, Cyber News re re reached out to Topalti Roboblox. I'm sorry, Roblox and Twitch for comment, but did not re receive an immediate reply. So the, the key here really is obviously there's a lot of these breaches that go on. Um, the uh, Topalti is the main victim here, but they have information associated with Twitch and um, 
Roblox. So if you are a Roblox Twitch user, just update your passwords, make sure you're using multi-factor authentication, all the stuff we talk about all the time. Now this this particular set of arguments, there's two, two links to this particular article because it's interesting and curious to me. And, and I might have opinion that is unpopular here with this, but cyberscoop.com, this is AJ Vicenz reporting, US government sanctions prolific North Korean cyber espionage unit. Um, so this uh, from this article real quick, the US government sanctioned one of North Korea's premier cyber espionage units Thursday, a group known to support Pyongyang's intelligence collection efforts and which also conducts operations to support its nuclear program, according to a statement from the U.S. Treasury Department. Now, there's more, a little bit more to this that goes into this particular group, which is not um, one of the ones we talk about all the time, one of the ransomware groups, actually one called um, Kim Soki, APT43, Emerald Sleet, Velvet Kalima, TA406, and Black Banshee. They're all kind of the names from different entities that target that or that look at these things. They've been around since 2022, and they are part of the Koreans Reconnaissance General Bureau, which is their country's primary intelligence service, their, their version of the CIA, for lack of a better term. Um, so they got sanctioned. So what does that mean? That was my first question. I read this article, didn't really talk about what the sanctions are. So I went to the Treasury Department site, and the link is in here, and it talks about what the sanctions are. And basically what it says is they identified eight people within this group. Um, and I'm not going to get into the the propaganda that they list on this site. That's a bad word, but um, so it does say that uh, da, 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 da. OFAC is designated eight individuals associated with this group. Um, they're financial institutions, including, and they talk about who they're sanctioning other groups, Green Pine Associated Corporation, whatever. What does the sanctions mean? Let me find that. I had that on here somewhere when I was looking at it. So it gives the people's names. And it says that sanctioned implications. Here's the key part. As a result of today's actions, pursuant to executive orders, and they list the executive orders, all property and interest in property of the persons named above that in the United States or in the possession or control of U.S. persons are blocked and must be reported to OFAC. So basically, if any of these entities that are listed in this sanctioning report have assets in the U.S., and they can tie the asset to the person listed or the entity listed, you can't, they can't transfer the money out. Now, the, the likelihood that any of these entities or any of these individuals have US-based assets is so unlikely. It is, it is humorous. So I understand the need for the Department of Treasury to look like it's doing something. Will this have an impact on this group? Will they suddenly stop doing what they do? They will not. They will, can use, I mean, even if they had assets here, they would be, ideally, if they have good operational security and if they're like the North Korean version of the CIA, they ha should have some intelligence, you would think, that they are not using their true names to do any of this. Now, how they got the true names, that's an impressive intelligence feat in itself. So thumbs up to the U.S. government for that. Will these sanctions have any impact on this group going forward? I doubt it. Now, I am certainly open to consent or to dissenting um, opinions on this. I'll probably post more of this on LinkedIn during the week. So actually, that'd probably be a good Substack article. So let me know if you think I'm wrong on this, but that's kind of where I stand on that. But I mean, some, they did something great. Will it have an impact? No. Bill Tolis from Bleeping Computer, Staples confirmed cyber attack behind service outages and delivery issues. So American office supplier Staples took down some of its systems earlier last week after a cyber attack that contained to contain the date, the breaches impact and customer uh, protect customer data. Basically, they hit with ransomware. So bad stuff happened. If you so essentially the point here being another victim, obviously a big company that you would think would have significant resources to protect themselves from cyber attacks. Clearly, they don't, or they have bad policies in place. Pick your problem. Now the stores are still open. You can still go on. You still go into a store and buy stuff from Staples. It's your online orders that are going to be the problem. But if you're a Staples account user and you have an account on Staples, change your password, turn on multi-factor authentication, watch your credit cards. All right. 
things we talk about all the time. Bleeping computer will tell us again, new proxy malware targets Mac users through pirated software. So actually I have a couple of Mac things here. So if I talked about the PC issue earlier, you probably said, hey, I have a Mac, no big deal for me. Here we go. Cyber criminals are targeting Mac users with a new proxy Trojan malware bundled with popular copyrighted Mac OS software being offered on Wear site. So if you are an individual that likes to not buy software from legitimate companies and, and download them illegally from torrent sites, just know the bad guys know you like to do that. And they're putting malware with this. Some of the prob- the popular Trojanized software in this particular campaign being talked about are the 4K Video Downloader Pro, the SSOft Mac Data Recovery, the SSOft Mac Video Converter Ultimate, um, and a couple, a bunch of others you can go look at. Um, I don't use any of these, so I mean, I, mean, I buy them outright, so it doesn't really matter. But the point being... Um, and uh, tell your kids, because if your kids are downloading these files on your home network, then those Mac, those Mac devices are going to be compromised. So another reason not to download illegally from torrent sites. Um, but if you're going to do it, just know the risk when you're doing it. All right. This is from wired.com. How to not get hacked by a QR code. Um, it is who is reporting this. It is doesn't say who wrote this, so I can't give credit, but it's from from Wired. So the article for every form of communication or messaging out there, you can be sure that scammers and hackers are trying to find a way to take advantage of you from emails to text to calls. This threat extends to QR or quick response codes as well. These are a little code you scan with your phone at sent you to websites. The, the point here being is just be careful when you download QR codes. Bad guys are putting up QR codes like, hey, you can you know win a lottery by clicking on this code, blah, blah, blah. A lot of them are fraudulent. If you go to a restaurant and there's a QR code on the table with the menu, you can probably be pretty safe. Those are okay. Um, but it's, it's the random ones you see that have no context to what they are. Be careful of those. If they're stuck on a wall attached to an email, printed on a document, ready to be scanned, you don't know where they're coming from. Just like everything else we talk about, don't scan it. So the reason these things work is because someone always scans the QR code. I like to talk about um, bad guys can get through with phishing stuff because someone always clicks a link. In this case, someone always scans a code. So just basically don't, you can read the articles, more information on it. It's a pretty good article. Um, But basically the key being don't scan code. You're not, you're not sure where they're coming from. All right. Hey, Apple. Apple fans here. I'm an Apple user myself. Here's another problem. Apple issues emergency fixes for two WebKit zero days exploited in the wild. Laura French reporting for scmagazine.com. Two Apple zero day vulnerabilities affecting Apple's own WebKit browser engine were disclosed and patched last Thursday. The fixes come just as Apple says it's aware of the flaws being exploited on devices running iOS prior to uh, 16.7.1. Um, so if you have an iPhone, if you have an iPad, if you have a Mac, chances are there's a big red dot on your general, uh, in your general button when you go to general or you go to general and settings or settings, I'm sorry, in your settings, your settings configuration part, if you hit general, there's a big red dot that says it's a software update. So you want to want to update that particular, you want to update your iOS or your Mac OS. So you have the current version that fixes this particular vulnerability. If you don't, it leaves your device open to um, compromise should you download the wrong thing, open, click the wrong link, scan the wrong QR code. So if you're an Apple user, update your stuff right now. This one I'm going to not spend a lot of time on. This is from CSOonline.com. Get in deep cower reporting. It's a headline. And I only, I only picked this one, honestly, because of the headline. Because I, I wanted to just say, is China waging a cyber war with Taiwan? Question mark. Well, I can tell Mr. Cower that yes, they are. 
That's all you have to know. They are. So there's more. If you want to read the article, feel free to go ahead. I'm not talking about the article at all. I'm just saying, of course, they're, they're waging a cyber war in Taiwan. They're waging a cyber war with everybody. Everybody's waging a cyber war with everybody else. We're in the cyber war world. Here's where we're at. Why? I mean, this is clickbait is all this was. It got me to click on it. So thumbs up to this dude. Um, but yes, of course, there's a cyber war with Taiwan. You know, do we know the extent? Do we know exactly what they're doing? No way. No one knows. No one's going to know. Uh, until like Taiwanese officials do a deep dive or a postmortem on some attack they have and can attribute it back to a Chinese entity that's doing it. But yeah, of course they are. They're doing it to everybody. My God, what, what kind of, what are we doing here, people? Malwarebytes.com. This is why major, many, this is a report that shows that many major websites allow users to have weak passwords. This is why the bad guys win. A new study that examines the current state of password policies across the internet shows that many of the most popular websites allow users to create weak passwords. Great. From a Georgia Tech study, the researchers designed an algorithm that automatically determined a website's poly password policy. With the help of machine learning, they could see the consistency of length requirements and restrictions for numbers, upper and lowercase letters, special symbols, combinations, and starting letters. They could also see if sites permitted dictionary words or known to breach passwords. Using this tool, they found that 12% of websites they looked at completely lack password length requirements. Three out of four, 75%, failed to meet minimum requirement standards, which means they, A, allow very short passwords, do not block common passwords, and use outdated requirements like complex characters. More than half of the websites in the study accepted passwords with six characters or less. That is really not good. With 75% failing to require the recommended eight-character minimum. Around 12% of the websites had no length requirements. 30% did not support spaces or special characters. So all this to be said... For all of us, we need to have smart password management, use 20 word passwords, use a password manager, regardless of the website's requirements, use more complicated, longer passwords. It'll do nothing but keep you protected and reduce your risk. More on this article is listed uh, if you want to go take a look at it. So that is a real quick look at some of the cybersecurity news over the weekend. As always, if you have thoughts, comments, or questions, hit me up on face on LinkedIn, hit me up on my email, find me on Twitch, whatever. Find me, well, I'm not on Twitch, but find me on X or Facebook, Instagram, whatever. You can find me if you really want to. As always, I appreciate those who listen, who download, who share the information of the podcast and pass the podcast information to others who may also ultimately perhaps subscribe and download. As always, enjoy the rest of your day. Know that knowledge is protection. If we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk and proceed wisely. Have a safe and happy Monday. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by CyberGuy Productions. Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.